We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I'm your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? I'm doing well, Jared. How about you? I'm not doing too bad. Excited for another fantastic, fantastic show today, guys. And of course, Nate, I got nothing here for you. Let's just let's just get rolling. Let's just get rolling right off the bat. Before though, we get rolling. First, got to say thank you all for tuning in here at Talking Halos, whether it is on um, any of our podcast sites. I don't know if that's the correct term for it. Or if you are watching us on YouTube, we really do appreciate it. Um, 300 followers or 300 subscribers, by the way, on YouTube. Pretty sweet. Didn't think that would. I mean, I don't know. 300, 300, but pretty sweet. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Never thought we'd get this much. No, no, never, ever. You know, just talking some Angels baseball. We appreciate uh, all you guys listening and tuning in on a every other daily basis <laughs> um tri-weekly i guess is what we can call it tri-weekly not tri-city tri-weekly um do appreciate it and uh any way you know we can make this show better for you throw out any suggestions you guys have would love to listen to them um we always want to get better we never want to get worse for you guys so any suggestions you have throw them our way you can follow us on all of our social medias twitter instagram and facebook go check us out there our boy Mikey's doing some big things over there on Twitter. Absolutely love what he's doing there. Um, you know, doing doing fantastic stuff. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tim's Nate on Twitter at Nate Green thirty four. And of course, guys, if you're on YouTube, stay with us here. If you are listening on any of our sister stations, I don't even know if that's a thing. Go ahead and hold tight as we get the promotions out of the way. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, but like we were mentioning, like I was mentioning before, let's go ahead and talk some baseball. We had, we have had, have the Field of Dreams game going on. Um, Nate, I know this is near and dear to your heart because you went to Southwest Northern Community College <laughs> um, of Idaho. No, not Idaho. Of, <laughs> That's of way too close. Nebraska to of Nebraska. <laughs> Yeah, we know we know where you played D1 baseball. Um, <laughs> of course, got to give it to you there. Um, near and dear to your heart, you played with the uh, played with the corn out there. But it's pretty cool. It's always good. I'm glad whoever came up with this idea that this actually is happening. Um, what do you feel about it? Like, I, I like it. You, yeah. like, you like these I'm, games? Like Little League absolutely. game, all that fun stuff? Absolutely. I think um, some, of the, some of the games when we get later in the season, like August – I would even say July, August, September, you already have teams and fan bases that are like, okay, what about next year? And I mean, the Cubs and the Reds aren't teams that you're like, oh yeah, these guys are fighting for a playoff spot. But a lot of people were excited to watch this game. They didn't care that they were, you know, third, fourth, fifth place, whatever they are. They were like, man, this is going to be cool. I thought MLB did a really good job with the pregame Griffey, you know, junior and senior getting to play catch on the field, which was awesome and bringing back some really cool greats uh, for both sides. So I, I thought that was really, really well done. I think that's two years in a row. They've done a really good job with, with this. And I sent you an article today, which um, gave us some ideas of some other things that could be, could be done. I know you, you mentioned the little league um, game, which should be coming up here soon. If um, th- that thing's cool. I, I like it. I think the stadium is, eh, you know, not as exciting as the Field of Dream Stadium or, or some of these other stadiums, but I, I think that's cool. Um, I, it even mentioned the College World Series as being one where they could play it right before the College World Series or right after the College World Series. Um, I think that would be awesome, too, and uh, really, really happy that they mic'd up some guys tonight, too, because I, I think that makes the broadcast that much more fun when they're able to mic these guys up, so... I think MLB is starting to go in the right direction on some of these things, but I, I think that they could get better and continue to to grow the game, whether that's adding some more games like this or, or adding some more mics to, to the field or whatever it is. But I, I'm really excited with the direction that it's going. Mics underneath the bases, right? That's always the best one. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> as long as we get to hear more stuff on the field, like it's it seems like the players like talking on the mics, you know, most of them do. I'm sure there are some that are like, ah, you know, I don't want to get caught saying something stupid or whatever. But for the most part, most guys are are excited to be on that. So if it becomes like the norm of like, oh, hey, you know, a couple of guys from each team are on the mic every night. Like it, it just makes the broadcast a lot more fun, I think. And I think that that people really get to hear what's going on in some of these players heads. Like when we got to watch the All-Star game, we really got to hear Nestor Cortez and Jose Trevino 
go through about like, hey, what, why they're calling each pitch, what they're going through, and and what they really want to do with each pitch. So, I mean, Manoa's just showing his his swagger on on the mound was really cool, and and just the excitement. So, yeah, I, I think it it really shows some of these players um, their abilities, but also it shows their personalities, which. I think the game of baseball is missing. We're, we're seeing, you know, some bat flips and things like that, but you know, that it, it it's becoming too normal to bat flips where it's like, okay, whatever, like everyone does a bat flip. No one's doing anything crazy, but like, I think the way that some of these guys think about the game and the way that they, they talk to each other, that could be something that fans really get behind. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think we, we talk about this every time, but be more like the NFL. I think the NFL does a fantastic job of, um, getting you to hear things uh, on the field, especially like, I mean, the biggest best thing that ever probably came out of that is Omaha. Right. I mean, like Peyton Manning, Omaha, you know, like you hear it all the time. And I think again, like, I think that, I think that baseball should do a hard knocks. That'd be sick. Obviously it wouldn't be called hard knocks, but you do it during spring training or something like that. Follow a couple guys around. I think that would be a fantastic idea um, just to kind of get a perspective on, you know, some of the big teams, obviously, you fall around like the Yankees, you fall around certain teams like that. I don't think it ever gets as big as the hard knock, as hard knocks, but I think that, I mean, there's definitely a market there, and I think a lot of people would really enjoy seeing that, um, especially since a lot of people don't get to make it out to spring training and limited um, limited stadium seating and all that fun stuff. So you can be right up with them. However, like, it would be cool to see what goes on behind the scenes and such like that. So, um, yeah. Uh, you mentioned the league world series or little league uh, classic. I think that's fantastic. I think they do a fantastic job there. Um, this game of course is fantastic that they, that they're doing tonight or yesterday, whenever you listen to this um, playing overseas is huge. I saw that they were playing, they were doing a home run derby. It was like Johnny Gomes and a bunch of other people um, cool. that were doing a home run Adrian derby. Gonzalez, I think, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, there, there were a couple Over-hand. guys that, Giovanni Soto was one of them, I believe. Yeah. So yeah, they, they had some fun with that. That was cool. Over in the UK, which of course got a, Shout out our boys over there at uh, LA Angels UK um, for doing a fantastic job. But uh, yeah, you know it's um, it's really cool what they what they've been doing. I don't know if they could do anything more. You know, like I'm trying to like I've really been like thinking about this last couple hours since you sent me that article. And other than kind of what the Northwoods does with I don't know if anybody knows what Northwoods even is the college baseball they do a home run derby off into a lake which is super sick. Um, I think that would be really cool to see that. I don't know how that would play out in the, in the MLB, but I think it'd be really cool to see that. Um, so does actually down in Jamaica, they do that too. Trent DeVoe, former angel prospect was in it. Um, uh, Bo Bichette was in it. I think Bo Bichette won actually. They've done it where they hit it off into the ocean, which is really cool. But, but yeah, you know, I, I can't think of anything else. Like hockey's done a really good job of it lately too, but they'll go out random spots and play, you know, like I think they yeah. played up in, they played up in uh, Dodger what, stadium a couple of years ago, Dodger stadium. Yeah. But they also played a random, a random series in Tahoe. That's where it was. Oh, Lake Tahoe. Yeah. yeah. Lake Tahoe was frozen and they played there, which is really cool. Um, so I, I don't know, you know, what the next thing is that they do, but I don't know. You got any ideas of what, I mean, I, I like the College World Series idea. I thought that'd be really cool. Um, I think bring back the Hall of Fame game. They haven't had a game at the Hall of Fame in a, in a long time. Um, that would be also really fun, especially if there's a, a big name, big name guy going into the Hall of Fame. You, you could kind of put that team in, in playing in the game against you know another team that's well known or another team that that guy's related to or what whatever it is, and, and you could really bring some fans to 
the Hall of Fame game, and then they can also see one of their favorite players inducted into the Hall of Fame. So I think there are a bunch of things. I know both of those ideas were in the article that I sent you, but I think that that things like that are going to grow the game. Um, I, I know the Angels played in Mexico not too long ago. The Cubs played in, in London. So games played in Japan, games played, yeah. I think, down in the Dominican at some point, I think is where yeah, they were so, played. So just so. being able to find some places that – are that doesn't hurt teams to go to um, from a from a like logistical standpoint and things like that but also that's going to make things fun for everyone else maybe a new stadium or a new place like like things like that I, I think that could be really really fun like even if they wanted to try out like Nashville wants a team why don't we have a game in Nashville with two teams that are kind of close and just see like what the atmosphere is like, what the, what the crowd could be like. And, and maybe it can make more sense. The, the uh, MLB could be like, wow, there, there are 40,000 people here tonight. We, we should really expand and make sure there's 32 teams earlier than, you know, later. Yeah. I mean, the angels played in Salt Lake one year. They played against the bees. Oh, they were going to, I think, I don't think it ever happened. Might've been, might've been the COVID year or something like that. But um but yeah, the Angels were supposed to play in Salt Lake, which I think would like be really cool. We already we talked about it last podcast. Like, would Rocket City beat the Angels? Like, I think that would be kind of cool to see. Like, I actually think that teams should exhibition more in spring train in spring at Angel Stadium, though. I think that would draw a pretty cool crowd. Like, that would be kind of interesting to see Angels play the Angels. It would be kind of fun. You mic everybody up. You'd you'd probably almost sell out to be honest if you had a bunch of like. I mean, the Dodgers Angels series usually usually gets exactly. a pretty good crowd. And most of those guys, it's like we're not seeing like the stars play a lot in those games. So, yeah, if, if the Angels were to say, hey, the, the rookie guys or the single A guys that aren't even on the major league spring side of things, you guys are going to play against the spring training guys. I think that'd be fun for everyone. So, yeah, yeah I think different ideas to, to grow the game is what we're what we've been asking for for a long time. I think. MLB is finally starting to go in the right direction, but I, I think it's a very slow process. And I think you look at the NFL, you look at the NBA and all these other leagues, you mentioned the NHL, they've done, they're starting to do a lot faster and a little bit more, um, a little bit more than, than the MLB. So I, I would love to see the MLB catch up with some of these because I, I think it's fun, you know, the field of dreams game. And, and I'm sure like bringing back guys too, like, to bring back junior and senior to this game was awesome to bring back Johnny bench for, for everyone was like, man, Johnny bench is here. Like this is legit. So um, yeah, I definitely think that this play, this would be really, really cool. The more, and, and even if you're going to like another country, let's say you go to London, let's say you go to Mexico and you, you put, you know, whoever it is against each other, you bring, you, you bring two or three of the, the former stars and say, Hey, go with them and be on the field pregame and sign some autographs and just hang out, whatever it is. But, you know, the game baseball needs, needs some more attention. Yeah. Yeah. And to throw this out there as well, I know the Dodgers, the Dodgers play the angels at the Coliseum a couple of years ago. Yes, I believe that was so. cool, but I know the stadium's weird, but like, it's always cool to see yeah, that it was like super weird small. looking stadium. And like, it brings up an idea of like, they should totally recreate polo grounds. They should totally recreate like some of the old stadiums. 
And I think that'd be, that'd be really cool to see um, that play. I don't know how they would ever do that, but I mean, you made a, you made a big league dream or not big league dreams, but that's what I'm thinking. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, big big league dreams. Dreams. Those are, those are fun to play. At. I don't know if that could ever happen, but like, it'd be cool to see modern day players play at like polo grounds in particular. Yeah. Cause I know that I love, everybody loves playing yeah. that on the show and of that's course. like the, the marquee key spot. So yeah, it's, it's very interesting um, to think about. And of course, I mean, any of you guys have ideas, go ahead. If you're on YouTube, drop them below. Like, I'm intrigued to know if anybody has ideas. And I mean, hey, I know that there might be some people from the Angels listening, to be honest. Like, you never know. You never know. So drop them in the comments. Uh, I'd be very intrigued to listen to them and uh, read them. So uh, let's move on to a little bits of Angels talk here. Because, of course, you know, we're an Angels podcast. We probably want to talk about it a little bit. Um, kind of interesting. Our, our boy, Mikey. Mikey, we got to get him on, man. Like, he's uh, he's killing it there on Twitter. Um I'm going to, I'll pull up his Twitter so you guys can all follow, everybody can follow him. But um, yeah, our boy Mikey's just crushing it. He, he brought it up this morning to me that the, that he saw a little bit of a swing change with Brandon Marsh already in Philly. I was like, yeah, you know, I'll go check it out. Sure enough, Nate, sure enough. Look what the Phillies are doing already. Swing changes, not, not a swing change necessarily, but a stance change, a little bit of a timing, timing timing change for sure, which I know, is huge, huge, huge in the Angels organization. We mentioned this with a lot of Angels prospects. It's a huge timing thing. I think that that's one of the biggest issues that a lot of, I think, Angels prospects have and have had is a timing thing. Um, but yeah, a, lot go, yeah, a, lot, a lot of big swings. A lot of big swings trying to hit the ball at the yard and, and not a lot of not a lot of bodies built to hit the ball at the yard. Yeah. Yeah, so looking at Brandon Marsh's swing, and you can go check it out on, on my Twitter, Jared underscore Tim's just, posted a little while ago you can also check it out on talking halos uh mikey was on there showing it off a little bit more um but but yeah you can tell right away as i'm continuing to watch this there's no double tap in the front foot which is a timing thing for sure and that's something that you know angels prospects again have had a problem with starting i mean with joe adele we know there's a time there's been a timing issue there um and another thing that i noticed and it's a little a little bit different is he's quieter and that's a big thing for us as well um that we talk about a lot and by the way if you're looking to follow mikey um it's m-o-n-a-r-y mo monor mo mon let's go with that sorry mikey if i mispronounced that but um yeah go give him a follow he's doing great stuff for us huge angels fans does huge angels fan does a lot for talking halos as well but um timing thing man that's been a huge issue and the fact that Brandon Marsh is getting so many changes done now in Philly, not so many, but you know, there's going to be quite a bit, you, you know, there will be moving forward because you love, is it Kevin Long there? Kevin so, Long is there. Yeah. He's fantastic. Yeah, Long, One right. of the best hitting coaches in baseball. There's, there's so first, first thing, by the way, we, when we went out to Inland Empire, that's some of the stuff that we noticed was a lot of people are behind, right? We noticed that with Errol Vera, who could be struggling a little bit, there's a little bit of a weird bat hitch in a sense. You go to double A and Jeremiah Jackson's another one of those guys where, you know, he does this kind of weird bat hitch. And you look at Brandon Marsh and he kind of does that same thing where it's like, it's the bat tilt. I know it's, it's called the power tilt, I think is what everybody likes to call it. I'm not a huge fan of it because I think that puts you in a bad spot to hit. Like, you're not as, I mean, you guys on YouTube can kind of see me. You're not supposed to put your bat out in front of you and then bring it back. I don't like that at all. You look at it like Mike Trout and you bring it behind your neck, behind your head, and then bring it around. I think that promotes better bat path in a sense and less dipping. 
I know there is, I understand the bat, the bat tilt, the power tilt. Um, I'm just not a huge fan of it, um, by the way, but you do see it a lot in the angels minor league system. Um, however, you know, good for Brandon Marsh for making adjustments all of a sudden. However, you know what I'm going to ask? What do we got going on here in Anaheim? Yeah. So this was something that was brought up day two of Brandon Marsh becoming a Philly. Um, I was watching the game. The announcers even talked about it. They go, he came in right away and asked Kevin Long and goes, Hey, what can I do to get better? I'm not hitting, I'm struggling. And he goes, your timing's off. And you know, there's too much movement in your swing. And he goes, all right, so what do we do? And he goes, let's get to work. And they got to work right away. It was not a, Ooh, this could take a couple months. Like, obviously everything's going to take a little bit of time, but it was like, Hey, this is your problem. Let's get to work and let's change things. And it was a, a simple, I mean, I think it took him five or six games before his first swing and miss in Philly, which is unbelievable because he was near a 40% strikeout rate in Anaheim. So I, I think this is going to, you, you really started the, uh, the fire, um, fire, um, the, the hitting coach right now. So way to go on that. I'm not even going to, to comment on that because no, because I think, well, I mean, I think you already know where I'm at on that, but I, well, he's done, he's done a lot of good things. Angels org has done a lot of good things with hitters though. Like you look at a guy like Jared Walsh, you look at a guy like Taylor Ward, you look at, you look at some but of those guys. guys are small sample sizes well, definitely, uh, of success. It's the, the, game of base, the game of baseball is all about making adjustments. And that's one thing the angels don't do at all. Like, yes, maybe, maybe they get the, Maybe they get maybe they get the uh, swing in a good path for you know a month or two, but then pitchers figure it out. It's like oh now I got to throw more breaking balls to this guy, or oh now I got to throw the fastball up, or now I got to throw the fastball down, and those type of things. The Angels don't make adjustments. So yes, you you can argue all you want about all the things the Angels have done with hitters, but you look at the results and and we've seen them. Jared Walsh has been an underperforming hitter this year. Uh, Taylor Ward was hot for two months. He has not been the same hitter. I, Granted, some of that's probably due to the injury, but some of it's probably due to guys figuring them out. So, yeah, it, it is a problem. Um, the hitting approach and, and just making adjustments, I think, is the biggest problem. But the fact that everyone I, I have heard talk about Kevin Long, Kevin Long goes all the way back to when the Yankees, um, he was with the Yankees. Curtis Granderson was over there. Curtis Granderson um, says Kevin Long's a really, really good hitting coach. He's gone to the Nationals. He's gone to the Mets. He's gone to the uh, the Phillies. Now he's he's been to a lot of places where a lot of teams have had success offensively, and so it, it's odd that you hear a lot of other teams having success with their coaching staff, and you're not hearing that with the Angels. Like maybe you hear about it. Oh, the Angels are having success for a month. Maybe they're having success for a week or two or whatever it is. But you're not hearing. I, I remember, you know couple of years ago when the pirates pitching coach was, was the hot guy in, in, in baseball. It was like, Oh, if you want to revamp your career, go to Pittsburgh. He will teach you a couple of things and you will be a new pitcher. Or uh, Kevin Long was that way when he was with the Yankees, it was like, Hey, go to the Yankees. He will change your swing. It will take a little bit, like not too long and you'll break again. Or even um, the Indians were that way too, with the pitching. It was like, Oh, just go to Cleveland. You'll figure it out. You Baldo Jimenez. Like he went from being, eh, to, oh my gosh, he's back. So it's funny how you you look at, at these coaches and these coaching staffs, and a lot of them have one dude, at least one dude on the staff that is like the guy. 
And we haven't really, the interest haven't really had that in a long time. Um, I, I would say that 2002, 2003, when, you know, the angels had, had the staff, you know, that was, that was when it was good. You know, that's when, when guys were, you know, buddy black was the pitching coach and everyone was like, Oh yeah, buddy knows what he's talking about. He's going to get you right. Or, you know, um, all, all these guys, whether it was social or, or um, Alfredo Griffin, whatever it was, the, the, Ron Washington's the hot guy in coaching now, right now. Like if you want to become the best infielder in baseball, you go to Atlanta, he will teach you how to be the best infielder in baseball. So it, it's just funny how all these teams have that and the angels don't. So, Yes, I, I think it is a problem. I think it's a problem that Brandon Marsh knew he needed help. And first day, he's asking Kevin Long. And Kevin Long probably has seen some video, but, you know, he's got, you know, 20 guys in his org that he's really focused on. And he goes, yeah, so this is your problem. That probably took him 20 to 30 minutes to diagnose and figure out how to fix. And so this- we've had this problem for two years. Well, you've had this problem for a while and you know, what I just point, meant for Brandon Marsh, but yeah. Yeah. You know, no, you, you've had this problem. You've had this problem for a while. Um, and this is kind of where you bring things full circle in a sense. And you say, why is this constantly happening? Right. New GM, new staff behind them. Why is player development not working? Um, I love what the angels have done player development wise, by the way, I think they've done a very good job on the pitching side of things. I think we've seen a step up on the offensive side of things, which has been fantastic. Now it's staying consistent with that and producing good young talent as well. Depth, depth, like we mentioned last time. The biggest thing that is the biggest issue right now with the Angels in general, and I don't like to say it because I don't want to get in trouble, Artie Moreno not paying people. It comes down to that at the end of the day. And I, like I said, I'm going to be blunt and honest with it. If Artie Moreno... And, and not even staff, if, if already was to go out there and pay the coaches the top dollar, and you guys are going to counter this and say, Joe Madden got the top dollar. Joe Madden was probably a, you know, a pretty decent guy. If you put a solid staff around him, including down below, way below him as well, you're able to develop guys. Right. And so, part of the reason they brought uh, Joe in was just so Artie could try and bring back some of that 2002 magic. It had nothing to do with no. like, oh, we want the best guy for the job. Like, yeah, Joe's Joe's a good guy, good manager, but Joe like, Joe might have been the best guy for the job. Might have. I, I said. I, I the only reason I would disagree with that is because I think Joe's a, a young a young team manager. I think he he works really well with the young kids and and those kind of those kind of teams. That's why he's had success when he was with Tampa Bay and Chicago. Um, I, I think he would have been the perfect manager for the Padres, honestly. But um, yeah, I, not that Joe was not a good manager or, or whatever you want to say. I just think that it had nothing to do with, is Joe the right fit or is he the right guy? It was, hey, we have not been good in a long time. I've got to do whatever I can to get this 2002 World Series magic back. So I'm going to bring Joe in. Joe, what's the number? And Joe was like, here's my number. And he goes, great. I'll give you all the money and everyone else will just have to settle for the minimum. It's the big, it's the big name. It comes back, back down to being the big name, um, which what is what already loves, you know, and I like I, Madden is fantastic in general. Like I said, I had nothing wrong with, with the Joe Madden hire. Um, it comes down to, and again, I, I don't like saying this cause I don't want to get in trouble, but the angels didn't have a pro scout at a baseball game last year 
pause for dramatic effect. The Angels didn't have a pro scout. There were there was never a pro scout at a minor league game. There was never a scout at a at a major league game. There could have been some guys, you know, but the Angels didn't have any scouts. That's that's not good. Like, and I know that there were pay cuts. I know that all this fun stuff, you know, all that that bad stuff was happening. But they didn't have a scout at a game, and I, that was something that I picked up on really early. Like, went to IE four or five times early in the season. I was like, I haven't seen a scout here, an Angels scout. Not good, not good at all. He's a I'll tell billionaire you that. with a B two, a, a billionaire. Not not and, pro like- scout, and scouts don't make very much. Like no, and I, they don't make very much money to go watch baseball games. No. So, the fact that you you couldn't get pro scouts out there is is very very tough. The Angels, I think the Angels had and don't quote me on this i think the angels had six scouts in their system at one point and they were all down for the draft in down in the southern states at one point so that's and you can tell by and we drafted a guy in the northern state (laughs) yes and you can tell i I mean where's campbell uh no no i mean my of ohio Oh, is that North? That is North, huh? Yeah. yeah. Miami of Ohio, you, so. you, you see guys, though. You see guys traveling, you know. Right. So. But I'm. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're playing in the upper, in that league. The Mac is playing mostly in the North. Yes. So it's just funny that most yeah. of the scouts are South and you're drafting a North guy. You need to, you need to figure it out at the end of the day, right? Like that's where, that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. If you want development and Angels, you, you fans are going to, fans continue to call for player development. That's what it comes down to. You know, you can't have six scouts all working on draft stuff while the season's going on. You know, you need, you need, you need some pro scouts. You can't just have amateur scouts. Um, For that being said, I've seen it. I've seen scouts this year. So (laughs) I've seen it. We've seen angel scouts. Um, We have. With that being said, that's all, that's all I got. Nate, you got any final thoughts before we let everybody go? And I apologize already. Not really, but. No, just looking forward to this twin series. I know I'm going to hear a lot about it from uh, some people. So. This one is – this is a must-win for me. Um, oh goodness. This is the only series in the entire rest of the year that, that I want them to win. Uh, like, must-win attitude here. We, we need to win this series. This is, this is the one because if they don't win it, I'm going to hear a lot about it. So, big, big series for the Angels this weekend. I'm not, I'm not giving it to you, man. I need, I need something to look forward to with the draft spot. I uh... – I definitely don't lose. want. I definitely don't want the Twins to go to the playoffs. They can anyway. lose the rest of the games. I don't care to get you your number, you know, three pick or whatever it is. But I don't want the Twins. This, I don't want the Twins to go to the playoffs. They've got to win this go, series. Twins are not going to the playoffs, and then there's a certain person out they've there. Got to win this series. <laughs> I'm not giving it to you. I'm not giving it to you. Um, <laughs> oh man, hot dog! All right, all right, guys. All right, so. Just want to thank you all for listening to this podcast here at Talking Halos. Go ahead and let us know how you like it. Um, if you could subscribe wherever you're listening or watching, thank you again for all you who watch us on YouTube. Really do appreciate it. Um, go ahead and uh, follow or go ahead and follow us on all our social medias: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Go follow our boy Mikey um, as well. He's doing fantastic things for us. Want to keep shouting that out there as well. Um, you know, you can go ahead and follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tim's Nate at Nate Green 34. And guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a great rest of your day. Why did it feel like we had so much time?